Hello everyone, namaste and uh, this is Ashwini. I welcome you all to another episode of Growth Fit interview series and uh, brought to you by Custom Fit AI. So today we are here with Arun Pillai. Uh, it's a great pleasure for me to uh, that him joining us here. He is the uh, Senior Vice President, uh, Enterprise Customers and Global Reseller Channel at uh, Lake B2B. So uh, I think it, it is going to be a really, really amazing and interesting session to know about, uh, know about uh, and dig, digging into B2B data sets and data-driven marketing applications, uh, inbound, outbound traffic. So uh, without wasting any time, I, I will uh, definitely dive in into uh, the session and I welcome uh, Arun Pillai and thank you so much for your time today. Hey, thanks a lot for having me. Uh, so Arun, uh, I just wanted to know about like uh, nobody, uh, nobody dreams about uh, being into sales or marketing when they are into college or even before that. So uh, I just I'm just curious curious about your journey and how you started and uh, what are what are the uh, points that thought process of yours before uh, diving into this and how you uh, took it forward to reach to. Sure. Um, so to answer that, see, um, there's two elements that encouraged me um, into this profession. One is professionally what we get to learn i'll get to that in a second i think uh, personally i think a lot of us today um, gen z's and gen x and the millennials uh, we love to travel right um, nothing better than a profession that lets you hop countries hop lanes quite often uh, so that was one of the intriguing part uh, initially when i took on this journey it's about a decade now um, so I finished my engineering uh, i went into services selection board in India. Um, so I was one of the top seven finalists across the country, um, then wow. conferenced out uh, from, you know, the mechanized artillery uh, division for uh, services selection board, Bhopal. And then the journey started here. Uh, I was a part of a startup uh, for a little stint before I took on this role. And see, what intrigues me even today after 10 years is every day we get to talk to new customers, uh, new businesses, different perspective. Um, so the job is never monotonous, right? Every business that we talk to, every business that we aspire to grow with them is entirely different from the previous business that we engage with. Although we predominantly deal with healthcare, IT, um, every business brings its own uniqueness and challenges and that kind of keeps us going. I would say these two elements basically are something that kept me going, I think, uh, for about 10 years now. That sounds uh, interesting. And uh, uh, how you started with uh, Lake B2B? Like, uh, what what all things you are into, Lake B2B into? And uh, what all problems you solve? And I, I came across your website that you provide a lot of uh, services. And you really uh, deep uh, deep dive into uh, the solution for your customer, which it, it seems on your website. So, um, 
how is your journey start how has your journey started with this uh, what all experiences and uh, what what all things are uh, lake b2b into so my journey with lake b2b started about 10 years ago started off uh, with one of the base roles um, specifically helping clients uh, in north america um, and today um, i handle teams across singapore japan australia dubai india and north america um, so roughly about 3000 people strong today we are um, so like i said uh, you know what kept us going uh, over the last decade is um, the growth that we've been able to drive every customer of ours into and eventually we're growing with them right um, so Lake B2B, we are a subsidiary of Champions Group. Uh, now Champions Group, we have about 20 different companies uh, under our portfolio. We are into hospitality, healthcare, um, we are into real estate, we are into marketing, MarTech, data-driven marketing, and so on. So Lake B2B is predominantly the MarTech um, side of our business. Uh, over the last five years, we've been acquiring a lot of data companies as well into our uh, portfolio, but we are the core goal for us what we do in Lake B2B is, on one side, uh, we sit on the largest data set that you could think of in a B2B space, roughly about 430 million global business executives file. Um, so the most simplest engagement is customers come to us, they say, you know what, I'm interested in reaching out companies that are using Salesforce as their CRM, I wanna talk to CRM executives, IT managers, can you put together a data set for us, right? Now we license the data, various ways we have portals, we have offline ways, we push data into their existing CRMs, marketing automation systems, and so on. But beyond that, what we also do is we understand the goals and objectives behind the data for us. Are they acquiring the data for marketing, lead generation, sales, product promotions, webinars, whatever they are, right? And that's where the agency side of our business kick in. Uh, we lay out a plan, uh, we execute that for them. Essentially, we drive results and not just offer them data, right? We also have, uh, you know, 4,000 seat uh, offshore building in Bangalore here. Uh, we are actually supporting over 100 clients in North America today with teams sitting in Bangalore, whether it's financial teams, accounting teams, marketing uh, leaders, or sales teams. Um, so with the pandemic, a uh, lot of companies that we see are actually kicking into the remote infrastructure. So why have a team uh, in the North America that probably costs more, but have a cost arbitrage and have a team and better resources here in India? That's something that we offer as well. That, that's completely true. We in Custom Fit also uh, have started uh, with the remote uh, infrastructure. And uh, we are also uh, looking forward to like uh, take it, take it really uh, in a result-driven uh, fundamental. So uh, coming to uh, uh, some something related to data. So as you said, you are in, uh, you have a master file of four thirty million professionals. So uh, you have uh, also data enrichment and growth solutions uh, both in line with for your customers so how do you ensure that the data you provide your clients get a scalable uh, convergence among them so let me quickly bring up my screen as well uh, as we speak 
so see basically data is something um, that needs to drive results right um, so in our world we have broken the data into further fragments and clusters uh, like you know contact level intelligence firmographic intelligence bi and ai uh, so what i mean is data in its raw form uh, is probably not the true potential of the data right um, so as we all know data decays roughly at three to six percent a month uh, maybe a little more with the pandemic and job changes so it's really important for us as a data provider as well as our customers as marketers to first and foremost manage their data and keep it clean right so to avoid spending dollars on data that's non-existent so that's where it starts in terms of data enrichment and also augmenting a lot of other intelligence into the data, right? So whether it's the uh, hardware software the companies are running on, the, the IT spends, um, artificial intelligence and behavioral patterns that we are able to drive today based on predictive marketing systems that we have in-house and so on, right? Um, so a lot of data points to be added into a persona. So if Arun is an individual, what is he between 9 a.m. to 5, 5 p.m., right? So um, as a professional, and what is he beyond that? After 5 p.m., what is he like a consumer? Um, the, the whole objective here is to make it a win-win for the marketers as well as the data subjects. The marketers today have the ability to pinpoint and with precision uh, their messaging and the offers, kind of hyper-personalize uh, their contact to the contacts, as well as the data subjects today are in a position to receive just what they want to see, right? Um, last five years, we probably were in uh, information abundance kind of an environment. So not necessarily every email that we received is something that we wanted to see, uh, but having predictive marketing enables marketers to just pinpoint on audience that are most likely to respond to their offers and likewise make the data subjects a lot more convenient with you know, having the ability to just receive the ones that they would like to. I, I see from your uh, presentation that it is it is so deep. Uh, from start to end, you have segregated. Uh, you have uh, you have a hierarchy and uh, you have an organizational uh, structure where when to do what and uh, what. Uh, with what you should one should go further and this is for everyone your team in your team that's right so like i said um, you know we believe in um, you know efficiency right so the whole purpose of technology if you look at uh, whether it is the martech space or any other technology that we uh, depend on today um, it's not really to replace humans or human intelligence uh, it is to make sure that we bring in that efficiency into our processes and systems that is what we ought to do in the marketing space. Um, all that we put together in terms of technologies to make sure that we bring in that efficiency uh, and optimization into the marketer's uh, funnel. So quickly, I, I would like to share about us, our team too. Like we, we are into, uh, we just started with the, our, uh, strategy but uh, the efficiency is really really important uh, when it comes to result and we try to uh, we try to uh, make it as a success story for our clients so they they get results as per their uh, goals or maybe beyond that 
uh, with the conversion rate optimization and uh, understanding permographics, understanding your visitor in detail and uh, when when you understand them and you can communicate with them and we we can communicate with uh, their uh, our clients visitors uh, without even connecting with them through our, to, through their websites uh, sorry Aaron, you uh, you were uh, sharing something no no absolutely you know uh, to add to your point um, see when ashwin first contacted me one of the things that really interested and intrigued me is the ability that you guys bring to the table today right? Um, maybe an offline discussion that I'll have with Ashwin later on on how we can enable. Um, we have about 6,000 customers today. Um, I'm sure quite a lot of them would need what you're offering, right? But uh, in today's world, um, having the ability to, um, we, we call this anonymous to known. Um, so the moment you know who's visiting your website, you could do magic with your marketing, right? Um, so the power of anonymous to known and Resolving that identity or identity resolution program that you're offering today uh, is really something that every marketer need to have, right? Um, it's like gone are the days of spraying and paying, you know, praying. We used to push our content to everybody and anybody without hyper-personalization, but with your product today, what Custom Fit offers, bringing that element of knowing who you who, who are visiting your website and then having the ability to custom tune your content to them and decide a user journey afterwards is something that really interests a lot of marketers yeah and uh, sorry uh, did i interrupt you with the slide no 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 we're good with that so a little more about um Beyond data enrichment, what happens really with the marketer's funnel, right? Now, if you look at, uh, I told you, we have customers coming to us for data for various reasons. Uh, it could be for product promotion, it could be for sales and lead generation, it could be for brand awareness programs, webinars, surveys, quite a lot of things. But really what's important is, are we able to connect with our audience uh, across their devices, starting with their desktops, laptops, iPads, mobile phones, and we even have the option today to reach our audience on their smartphone, uh, smartwatches, right? Now, how do we do that is, is something that I would kind of quickly walk you through the next few slides. I hope it helps all the other marketers that are viewing your channel, right? Um, so email, has been a predominant channel uh, for the last two decades. Uh, email continues to lead. Uh, the whole reason uh, a lot of marketers are connecting with a lot of their audience today on email is that uh, two-directional conversation capability that it brings, right? Um, so we start our programs with email as well. So let's let's hypothetically say we are putting together let's, roughly about 100,000 people as the total addressable market for our clients. Um, we obviously start off with email, um, introducing the brand, you know, differentiating between our clients versus their competition, why should they consider them and all of that, right? Essentially build a content journey and a uh, user journey. And then what we also do is um, we tie that email program into the cross-device and cross-channel capabilities using some of the basic, you know, um, systems that we have at disposal, right? So LinkedIn emails, LinkedIn messages, LinkedIn ads, um, Google display ads, programmatic ads, uh, Facebook to some extent, 
if need be and so on. Now, how do we do that is again, you know, in terms of email, uh, we encourage our customers to not just push content, um, which is sales heavy. Um, understand that when we start off with the data set, it's essentially cold prospect, right? It's really important for us to drive our audience through uh, our brand and the value that we are trying to offer as a brand, right? So start off with customer education and then get into promotion and then get into the call to action, right? So uh, I always say to my team internally here that we don't have to sell to a customer that doesn't need what we are offering, but we just have to make sure that if a customer needs what we're offering, it should be us who's serving them and not our competitors. And so true with all our clients as well. Now, what that means is it's really important that we understand the requirements of our customers and drive them through a journey that encourages them to understand what we are offering. So moving them from cold prospect to informed audience through the content funnel that we build. And then while we do the email campaigns, we have the ability to drop cookies. So based on cookies, uh, you could remark to your audience, match their you know, unique identifiers like email against LinkedIn, Facebook, Google Display Network, uh, plan a remarketing on these channels as well as something that we encourage. Uh, again, some of these are uh, stuff that every marketer today can pretty much do in-house. Um, essentially make sure that when you don't have a cookie match, you leverage channels like Google Display Network or LinkedIn on Facebook. Uh, make sure that you have a way to get into their mobile phones, iPads, and their smartwatches, right? Um, and then the intent behind the program is something very important as well. Uh, so you need to be able to differentiate uh, your audience, you know, the accounts that we already are dealing with, um, you know, the personas that are lookalike of our top 20% profitable customer base versus the good to have clients, right? So it starts with, Profiling the audience uh, by size of the company, by type type of the company, you know, the personas, titles, and so on. But what's really important after that is depending on tools like custom fit. Um, you know, in case of a web visitor, it's really important for us to know who's visiting and what's happening in the user journey. And likewise, the outbound marketing, uh, like email campaigns or social and retargeting that we do, it's really important that not just set up these campaigns, but drive the data back from these campaigns. You know, who's opening and clicking, what point, what channels, what devices, what time of the day, you know, what day of the week, um, what type of content are they consuming a lot? Is it text-based, HTML-based, image-based, video-based? Based on that, we can we have the ability today uh, to you know draw an artificial intelligence and have a predictive marketing in place, right? So what that really means is we don't have to spend marketing dollars on contacts that are 90% active on email, right? So we can completely uh, optimize the ad spends beyond email or on channels like Google Display or LinkedIn. And likewise, if there are contacts that are non-responsive um, you know, uh, or inactive on email, the only way you can get them into your sales funnel is reaching out to them on devices and channels that they're active on. You really need to step up your marketing budgets on channels that they're active on and make sure that you engage with them where your competitors are not engaging, right? Um, so to kind of tie this back to one of your earlier questions uh, with regards to total addressable market, uh, see what happens in today's world is we, we, we are living in a world of data abundance, right? 
Um, so accessing the first 40% of the total addressable market is pretty easy for any marketer today. Now, Diamond doesn't uh, off-the-shelf data providers that offer data. But here's the key. Um, if 100,000 contacts is my total addressable market, there's no point in just reaching out to the first 40,000. Um, pretty sure that like me, all of my competition is doing the same uh, with off-the-shelf data providers, right? So what we bring to the table is a custom data uh, environment. So we put together a 12, 24 months plan. We, you know, help our clients to get incremental data over this period. So from 40% of the total addressable market, how can we get them to 80, 85% reach over the next 12, 24 months? One is you're reaching the audience that your competition is not in terms of the incremental volume. What that means is that is the audience that is not being bombarded with a lot of solicitation emails or content, right? So naturally the response and engagement from such audience is much higher than the first 40%. Uh, so yeah, that's that's something that I encourage all the marketers uh, to do as well. So to start with, start with a robust data set, understand your audience, uh, evaluate your audience, and then make sure that you put together a content journey for them and leverage all the channels that you have at your disposal to ensure you're engaging with the audience across their devices and make sure that they are genuinely aware of you as a brand, and then you give them the opportunity to reach back um, if they have a need for what you're offering. Okay, and uh, what are the uh, challenges, cha uh, sorry, what are the channels would you suggest to uh, reach out to them? Like, uh, as you said, Facebook, uh, rather than Facebook and LinkedIn, uh, or uh, maybe email. So if, if these channels are not work working, then what, what would be the channels uh, some some fellow marketer can think about uh, and go to that extent to reach out to them? Sure. So uh, in, in terms of channels, um, like I said, in the most cost-effective channel is email. Uh, email will still rule. Uh, but what's important is how well do we understand our audience and what are we sending them uh, in terms of content, right? Uh, is our content optimized to the devices that our users are on? Uh, is our content optimized to the journey that our customers are on, right? So if we have 100,000 um, audience that we believe is our core target market, are we sending the same content to each one of them? Are we treating like one size fits all? Or do we have any personalization at all, right? So hyper-personalization hyper is the key, uh, something like what Custom fit offers as well. The ability to understand your audience brings the ability to hyper-personalize your content from there on, right? Yes. Um, so with that, we recommend to couple up, um, you know, LinkedIn, if you're dealing with, um, you know, direct from an above kind of title. Um, along with LinkedIn, you could try Facebook if, you're, if your target audience is manager and below level audience. Google Display Network for sure. Uh, Google today offers, um, you know, quite a few programs to have best of the impressions and switch your ads between impressions and so on. Video-based ads is something that we recommend through YouTube and other channels and websites as well if you go after uh, account-based marketing. If you know who your audience are and you know what you want from them, uh, videos make wonders. Um, so we, we also have, uh, recommend video-based uh, marketing as well. And 
also have a team that can actually call up and pre-qualify the audience before um, the sales team takes in, right? So essentially what's happening with these programs is, you know, a, a marketer is nurturing a group of audience, um, moving them to an informed audience, and in the process, they might generate quite a lot of inquiries, right? Uh, before the sales team kicks in and goes really aggressive with sales offers, um, in today's world, what's really important is the customer is given a chance to express their concerns and um, you know the goals that they are trying to achieve with a specific brand, right? Um, so having that in-between layer of <clears throat> callers that can actually pre-qualify the audience makes it a win-win for the marketer as well as for the data subjects. And one other thing that I recommend highly is also know your competition. Right, so this is something that we do for all our clients. Uh, now, not showing who the clients are, but the point here is, before even you plan your campaigns, it's important to know the data. It's important to know who your audience are. It's also important to know who you're competing against. Right. Um, here is a quick example of what we uh, do much before we plan the campaigns. Right. So first, look at how good, bad, and ugly your clients are doing, and then compare that with your competition. Now, as you see here, um, when when most of the times when you see that a competition has better visits, higher visits, high conversion, it's not an area of panic. What that means is we really have a large um, total addressable market that we can tap into, right? So if we have a plan that can tap into at least 5-10% of the traffic that we're losing to our co competitors today, what would that mean in terms of revenue, right? And what can we do based on that? So it's looking at the good of the competition, what are all the areas that are doing really good, uh, not to copy them or mirror them, but to kind of emulate them and shrinken that learning curve um, in, in those areas. And also understanding the gray areas of the competition, right? So that's where we can really tap in and make sure that we create a better customer experience uh, where a competition, uh, competition is failing, right? So understand your competition as well, um, their strengths and weaknesses so you can position yourselves better. And the whole objective here is to make sure in the end, the customers, the data subjects have a better experience, whether it's from us or from our competition. Um, you know, it's, it's making that their journey is seamless as well as we are optimizing our campaigns we are optimizing our spends to drive the best results possible. So uh, with this data, um, uh, sorry, not the data, with this detailed data, uh, I must say you must be having, uh, you, you, you can help them out with uh, what is the current situation and with the competition, how, how can you help them, your clients, with the product positioning in the market? So with the audit, what we are basically doing here is understanding um, the fit, right? What, what are we doing better than our competition and what are the areas our competition is doing better than us, right? From website audit to social audit, um, you know, each of the social channels. And then comes in, what can we do about it, right? So the inbound channels that we recommend are SEO, content, uh, social webinars, virtual events, and so on. And the outbound is Uh, PPC and so on, right? Um, again, we emphasize a lot on user journey and content. Um, I'm just giving you one quick example of 
how can you really optimize SEO, right? So having tools like, um, you know, custom fed, when you have the ability to understand your audience, what can you do next, right? So the three core pillars of a good SEO or a content plan is, uh, a user plan is, you know, content, link building, and how can you leverage your website as lead generation channel? So for any brand today, the face of the brand is website. Irrespective of are we doing email campaigns, social campaigns, retargeting, what's, what's really happening? We're driving people back into website, right? Every call to action that we embed is going to get people back onto our websites. So when the traffic is coming in, what you're offering at Custom Fit is the ability to understand the user behind it. And what happens next is the first and foremost thing is content. So when I say content, one at a user level, um, so let's assume a scenario now, um, you know, a company XYZ is trying to offer, uh, you know, network, um, you know, a network security system, uh, as well as let's say they also offer, um, you know, software security systems, right? So two different products, two different audience, uh, but the core decision makers in any organization could be the IT guys that, that would decide should they, whatever network, um, you know, security systems should they invest into or the software security systems, right? However, let's say they are doing two parallel email campaigns trying to get clients for both of these programs. Now, when somebody clicks on their emailer, should they drive them back to their homepage that just talks about their brand or should they drive them to that specific page that talks further about the network security program or the software security program? That really, that's really important, right? Otherwise, there's a break in the user journey. So what that means is content from a level of how we have hyper-personalizing the content to the knee of our customer and what type of content are we just showing them text, images, graphs, infographics, how easy it is for our customers to consume the content on our website, right? And also from a crawler perspective, is Google able to crawl the content on our webpage and indexes from an SEO ranking perspective, right? Um, so it's a mix of both uh, from a user journey as well as from a crawler's perspective, how easy uh, the content is consumable on our web pages, right? The next piece is ultimately what we need is to push our audience down that sales funnel, right? Um, so do we have content that fits into each stage of the funnel? Um, do we only have content that's top of the funnel? Do we have content that is middle of the funnel and bottom of the funnel. Again, this ties back to what you're offering, right? So once we understand the user behind the website, um, then comes in the ability to understand what has been the journey so far. You know, this particular user that has visited, visited our website now, uh, has he or she consumed the previous engagements or you know, content from our campaigns? If so, there's no need for us to push them to the homepage, right? So we can directly drive them to the pricing, we can directly drive them to you know case studies and testimonials and essentially the middle of the funnel or bottom of the funnel kind of content. Or if the users are first time visitors, we really need to drive them to a journey before we get them to the pricing or testimonials kind of a web, um, web pages. So that's something that we recommend as well. And then obviously, you know, link building um, strategy, you know, backlinks, it's really important for any business today to have backlinks from credible websites. Uh, typically websites with over 35 hours, their domain authority is pretty good. Um, a lot of ways to have that backlinks today, you know, from guest bloggings to business listings, to video distributions, to domain authority, relevance, 
uh, stuff, right? So that's something that we recommend all the marketers. And once you have so much of work put into understanding your data, your audience, your competition, now a little bit of strategy from a content perspective, how do you really go about uh, executing a program, right? Uh, so again, it start with deep dive audit about what we are doing good in terms of our SEO and what are the gray areas, what is competition doing, then come up with keywords, then spray those keywords on your website, that's what is on-page optimization, then create different forms of content for the same topic, right? So videos, images, text, HTMLs, uh, infographics, and so on, uh, and pretty much go about, you know, making sure your audience have enough content uh, irrespective of what level of user journey or where in the funnel they are um, and then naturally allowing them to descend into that sales funnel and be qualified leads for you i can totally sync this uh, with our journey uh, like uh, when uh, ashwin and shoaib started uh, they came up with the complete problem statement what you have explained now so uh, this this was a problem statement that understanding your visitor and hyper personalizing them uh, hyper personalizing your web, web pages with the, so that this user can uh, user can think that this, uh, this person this website is understanding me and it, it, it is engaging with me so suppose if we if, if we can give the uh, suppose a ed tech company and uh, if they have reviews, if some, uh, someone is sitting on in Bangalore and they have reviews from uh, from some other uh, part of the world, so from Singapore, so if, if we showcase them uh, with that uh, reviews, but they cannot engage, they cannot be engaged and they cannot think like this is, why would they go ahead with someone, some, uh, uh, Tutor review from Singapore. So why not with the Bangalore uh, person with the same relevant showcasing them this relevant uh, sector? If somebody is uh, taking and uh, taking a course of uh, machine learning, so showing them respective uh, reviews. Uh, somebody uh, who has done the same course and from the same place. So they can quickly engage and uh, click on the respective button what they want. So uh, that that was just an example, but yeah, it, it it's a problem statement and uh, it's a need uh, that we came up with and uh, we took up that uh, as a problem and to solve uh, this this kind of problem with the ROA. No, absolutely. See, I can relate with that. Uh, like I said, we, we have about 6,000 customers today. Uh, and this one problem is pretty much common across 90% of our clients. Um, so every time we deal with customers, there's different problem areas, but there are a few problems that are pretty much common to any marketer. One of it is this, you know, um, knowing who your audience are, uh, the moment you you have that identity resolution as a solution or um, you know anonymous to known um, solution that you're offering today there's a lot marketers can do right uh, from hyper personalization to better customer experience to better lead experience to improved lead journey making sure that there's no break in the lead journey making sure that 
genuinely you're offering uh, enough quality content for your prospects to understand you as a brand much better rather than coming through as a company that's pushy with sales content there's a lot that you could do the moment you start to understand who your audience are and who essentially you know traffic is just a number right the moment you put a face behind that traffic and you understand who the personas are uh, there's a lot that you could do behind that yes so uh, i can totally relate with that um my next uh, question comes with the tools uh, like uh, how how is about the tools that you use to stitch uh, all this data so you must be having a lot of crms uh, connected to each other to gather this master file so, uh, how how do you really stitch this data so so i think the good uh, and could be the bad as an organization is uh, we're really heavy on resources so we have our own software development team for the last two decades uh, so we have developed a lot of proprietary softwares in house uh, whether it's the marketing automation systems or the ai and predictive marketing uh, systems and engines that we have developed uh, so we to a large extent rely on um, those systems uh, for one um, see the incremental data that we bring to the table for our clients it's not flooded in the market and we want to keep it that way the whole purpose of having the best response from a data set is by keeping it close net right but we also depend on uh, a lot of tools such as custom fit um, you know we partner with them for the programs and we tie that into our our uh, campaign program right so the we we are always open to tools such as yours that helps us identify the audience and learn about the audience uh, so essentially those are the tools that we depend on um, you know to large extent also we depend on the google display network uh, or the linkedin network and so on from a distribution perspective uh, but from a data compilation and enrichment perspective uh, a lot to do with the proprietary systems and engine but at the same time you know we we have clients that are running on marketo we look um, uh, we see that more often than not the customers are today running on salesforce in terms of the crm and so on right so what's really important i think uh, for anybody like us today is to um, integrate with each one of them so we are compatible as well um, you know in terms of if if our clients are already running on certain systems we have the ability today to uh, plug and play into the assistants and build the you know um, ai engines and develop that predictive marketing uh, with time uh, onto the engines as well uh we are running out of time but i want to understand uh, from you like uh, if you are suppose 10 10 years back so what is that one uh, thing you would like to give an uh, as an advice to uh, Arun, ten years back, <laughs> our fellow marketers. Uh, see, I think uh, maybe I'm too optimistic, but I, I completely love the journey uh, the last ten years, right? Uh, but maybe one advice that I would give myself ten years ago is: uh, in today's world, it's really important for leaders to be hands-on guys. Uh, it's important for us. Um, to to some extent i could be uh, a little lucky with my professional background in terms of coding and stuff but 
even otherwise marketers today it's really important for us to not really to sit and execute the programs but to be really hands-on to understand the data that's being generated from our programs right so whether it is ga or whether it's ei or bi or you know uh, ml it's really important for us to be involved in that um, so maybe i would advise myself to be a little more uh, involved in each of them 10 years ago so that i'm a little advanced now but yeah it's never too late right so we can always start and make sure that we are acquainted with each of these uh, this is where the industry is headed in the next five years uh, so uh, with with this advice i would like to wrap the session but yes i i, I will definitely call you back arun i there is a lot to learn from you i think we need a, another episode with you to learn other things with data and grow solutions but yeah for today uh, thank you so much arun for joining us and uh, share your knowledge with us and our audience and uh, thank you so much everyone for joining us today hey thanks a lot for having me and uh, um, for the marketers i think it's just about making sure our customers have a better experience with us uh, that's the that's the single point of contact uh, focus thanks a lot cheers bye